freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. everybody welcome to episode number 407 of gun freedom radio where we engage we educate and we inform we are brought to you by azfirearmsauctions.com where you set the price on guns ammo and accessories i have one of your hosts cheryl todd and i'm the other guy dan todd our theme today is parenthood and politics and our guest is janelle lamb Janelle is the author of two books, A Mom, A Grandma, and The Wife of Mark Lamb, who most of us know as the American Sheriff. Janelle is focused on faith, family, and freedom, and as a law enforcement and political spouse, she shares personal stories of wins and losses and spreads a message of hope. We need that. Absolutely. Welcome to the show, Miss Janelle. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And boy, do we ever need those things, faith, freedom, uh, messages of hope. Uh, and you are the author of two books. Um, yeah. I was just chatting with you off air that I, I love just the what you've written on the back of, of those books. They're so inviting. They just make you want to connect with a real live person you and your husband, your whole family, you, you don't put on airs. You just, you just are who you are. And that's so, I think, rare in this Instagram world that we live in nowadays. Um, so Thank talk, you. Thank you. Us, absolutely. Talk to us about these books and what was the driving force? Um, well, our, my original book, I wrote this one. <clears throat> I'll hold it up here. Sheriff's Wife, Holding It All Together Behind the Scenes in Politics. That came because, um, well, I was helping Sheriff Lamb write his first book. And the English side of things are is just kind of more my more forte. I can write a blurb, I can write you a paragraph, I can write you a bio. So I was kind of helping him kind of put some things together. And he said, you know, you should really write a book. And I thought, you know, at first I was I thought, that's kind of, I don't know about that. And then I thought, you know what? I will I'm gonna write the book that I wish I had had when we were running for sure for the first time. Like I I jumped into this political world with him and I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have a helper. I didn't have an assistant. I didn't have anybody to help me navigate any of that. And Pinal County is very big and there's a very wonderful established, you know, political groups here and all these things. I had no idea. I didn't know who was friendly. I didn't know who, you know, who was who. I didn't know who anybody was. Um, I didn't know what to wear to certain things. I, I had no guidance whatsoever. And then all the things that we went through and, and um, I talk about in there how it's like having a child, like you can babysit and you can, you can read about having kids, but until you're the parent, you really can't know what it's like to have a child. And it's the same way with running for office. You can, you, you can help on a campaign, you can be politically active, but until you're the candidate, you really can't know what it's like. And so I thought, you know, I'm going to go ahead and write the book that I wish that I had 
when I was going through everything we went through. And and I think there's a lot more common ground than just politics in there. And it, it just it just is as people, just all the lessons we learned going along the way. So that's really where that kind of all came from, I guess. That is um, you know, so impactful to me when when somebody says, you know, I had to find my own way. I didn't have a mentor. And so I want to, you know, try to help the next person along the way. Um, I, I think that that is so important. And I mean, you're a mom, you're a grandma, you're a wife, you have walked a lot of paths that yeah. you have a lot to offer to people. So to encapsulate that in a book, I think was um, generous of you, honestly. Thank I, you. Uh, I love that you did that. And so you well, was. It was, it just seemed like a no brainer. You know, you just don't really hear a lot from political spouses. They really kind of go dark. And I actually talked to um, uh, one of our Congress people and I talked, well, I, I was talking to him and his wife and she told me, she said, when you um, go run for federal office, they sit you down and they say, hey, you know, you need to go dark. You need to just, you know, post very benign things online. Just keep it very simple. Don't put yourself out there. And I said, well, I didn't get that memo. <laughs> Nobody gave I me that class. Nobody I don't think you're going to do that. No, you're so I just that. put it all out there. And so for better or worse, this is what it is. <laughs> I, I love that. And so that, I think that is a good segue to the next book which is, yes. do you have one of the, those sitting handy? I do, I do. So then um, I was ready for a follow-up, Bravery and Blinders. Um, I wrote this one last year. So um, I read, I actually had read through some of my first book after about a year and a half. And I thought, boy, this is really outdated. Like they're not outdated, but like for me, like there's just more to the story. There's just yeah. so much more we've learned um, now being in more of the political spotlight, you know, Sheriff Lamb, obviously my husband, he's, you know, just getting more and more and more popular and we're doing more and more things, having more opportunities. And so I thought, you know, it, it is, I feel like it's time to write a, a part two. And he was actually writing his um, second book at the same time as well. We just like to do things together. So I'm like, okay, if you're writing another one, I'll write another one and I'll add on to, to my stories. And so I, uh, Bravery Blinders is just more, um, lessons we've learned after being in the spotlight. Um, I talked about uh, my 90 pound weight loss. I talk about um, losing my mom suddenly to pancreatic cancer. Um, talk about, you know, more experiences we've had with our kids because anybody who has children that are adults now know that there's the, the, the little years are difficult. The teen years are differently difficult and the young adult years can be even the worst of all. And so I just, there was just so much more that I, I was surprised by. And I, so I thought I would share some of that as well. And so I, I made a, I made basically a volume two of just more experiences and, and lessons learned. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, talking about, you know, I think we're probably fairly similar in our, our age and that kind of life experience, but we just, mm -hmm. I, I put all my eggs in one basket. I have one kiddo. And so it was going to either be all good or it's going to be yeah. all bad. So, yeah. Okay. I like that though. <laughs> and so now she's given us two amazing uh, granddaughters. And so it is just so fun and interesting to see how, you know, and, and our daughter, Cassie brings it up to us a lot. She's like, you are a way different grandparent than you were a parent. Like, oh yeah. I get accused of that too. <laughs> I love being a grandma. I'm so hands-on. I just, 
I just love those little guys there. I have a three-year-old grandson and a two-year-old granddaughter right now. And they're just the cutest things ever. I just love them. The cool thing is that you can do whatever you want with them and then you can walk away. Right? That's right. <laughs> That's, That's right. And I really feel There's like trouble. I was, I was close to my grandmother's and I really want that relationship with my grandchildren. So I, I try to invest as much time with them as I can. It's so true, but it's so different nowadays. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. um, the the interview we were doing before uh, yours was um, with the lady named Seek Smith of Mom Army, and she's really out there uh, fighting the, sh sh uh, her phrase is stop the war on children, right? The sex trafficking, the, mm -hmm. the m sexual messaging that's aimed at younger and younger children, this sort of thing. How? I mean, how are we going to help our children navigate so that they can help our grandchildren navigate what what are your thoughts on all of this i feel i think my daughter and my daughter-in-law are for the most part planning on homeschooling or being very very intentional with the school with whoever ever they send um they don't have screens um and I, because it is from a, from a young age, I mean, even well, just the other day, my son was saying, I mean, my, I, my two-year-old granddaughter, she doesn't really like screens. I, there's kids that just, just gravitate towards the screens. And then there's other kids that are just, you know, can't be bothered. And she's kind of one of those that can't be bothered, but they were letting her watch. She's really into baby shark, like who, what two-year-old isn't. And so they were letting her watch it on YouTube kids. And my son said they have to, they had to cancel it because within like five videos deep, there was this more trans agenda um for for a two-year-old i just we just being vigilant being vigilant we didn't have to be as vigilant when we were little we could put on a disney movie and you right. know go do the dishes and didn't have to think twice and these moms nowadays just the just have to be so just eyes wide open vigilant at all times at everything their kids are seeing and it's 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 heartbreaking and it's really hard to watch so janelle are you saying that they had a transgender shark um, no okay no I'm thinking, that, okay they, the baby shark video is fine great yeah. totally benign easy baby friendly and then the next video is a shark with something else and then the next video is a shark with something else and then they just it's just like this yeah. this progression that they put in there and I think that they think mom and dad are going to walk away after a certain amount of time you know they have all this stuff psychologically they figured out you know how long is a parent going to pay attention sort of stuff i i feel in my heart that Why? there's a very very um specific agenda and they they do things specifically like this where they say oh mom and dad are going to take their eyes off the ball at about the 12 minute mark or you know whatever okay. and then that's when they start feeding in all that stuff and unless you're paying attention you're going to miss it and they're going to see all sorts of weird stuff but why are they doing it you know, I think it's just an attack on the family. Honestly, it's an attack on our families and they want to break these kids down as early as possible. You know, it used to be, oh, you know, in the schools, they were trying to do it. Now it's, it's the littles. And, um, and I think if they can get the hearts of our little kids um, and make them even just feel like mom and dad can't be trusted or mom and dad don't, you know, listen to you or any of those, just those subtle messages yeah. Um, they're going to do it. They're going to drive every wedge in that they possibly can as early as possible so that when the kids can start making their own decisions and doing things, they're not going to listen to mom and dad anymore. They're not going to listen to their values 
and it's tearing families apart left and right. We're watching it every day. It's really horrible. Yeah. And they want to make the, the children make decisions at three and four years old that are life-changing. Yeah. 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 I know it. I, I can't, it, it, um, I was, I actually did a piece for turning point last week, um, because they were concerned about taking the words mother's day out of our mother's day basically, and making it, um, birthing person's day or special friend day. Um, and I just was like, I can't, I have to, I have to say something. So I, I was part of a project that they're working on. Um, even just taking the sanctity of motherhood away because that, that erode, it just erodes. It just erodes that trust it erodes that, that beauty and that sacredness. I mean, it's a gift of God to be able to have children and they're just trying to just kind of muddy the waters and confuse everybody. And I hate seeing it. So we have to just stand tall. We just have to stand tall and speak out and it's not easy, but no, because you're labeled, you're labeled something. You're called something. If you speak out. Right. Yeah. And I, you know what, actually I'm okay with that. I'm okay. Call me whatever you want. I've probably been called worse. And if, if, if I have to go to my grave, say, being called something, you know, unfavorable because I stood up for children and for motherhood and for God, I I'm fine with that actually. Yeah. Excellent. I, I love that. I think you're right on. So you know, we're talking about kind of like the snake pit that culture has become, mm -hmm. but it is nothing compared to the snake pit of politics. Yeah. And when I don't have to tell you this, when one person yeah. runs, it really does impact the whole family. Like you said, somebody sat yeah. you down and said, okay, here's what you have to do with your social media. Right. And you're, you're not the one running. So it is yeah. like a whole family thing and God forbid our kids do or say something online that's going to reflect badly. I mean, how does your hand, your family navigate and handle all of that? Well, we're really fortunate because our kids are adults um, and they're all very conservative. They share our values and they believe in what we're doing. They believe in what their dad is doing. They, they fully do everything they can to help me support him. Um, and so they're all on board and I think they're just happy that they don't have to be the ones doing it. Um, they're, they're fine to just support from the background, but, um, but yeah, they, uh, they, they understand, you know, that it's, it's going to get ugly and it has been ugly in the past. And you know what we do in, and it, it kind of goes back to this bravery and blinders. It, you just, you just have to have the courage to do it anyway, because we say it all the time, um, we're running for Senate now. And I say, we, I, I say that out of habit, but it is, it really is a yeah. whole family project, especially my husband and I, um, you can't listen to that stuff. Like you, I tell my friends, do not send me negative articles. Don't send me, you know, attacks on me. Like there's nothing I'm going to do. I have my blinders on. I know what we need to do. And it is, it does take courage to step out we know that they, um, you know, I'm going to just say the opposition, whatever, is going to spend 30 to $50 million yeah. trying to destroy our reputation, destroy us as people, break us down. And we know it. We, we're kind of just like bracing for what we don't really know what's coming, but we know it is coming. The tsunami is coming. Um, and we're, we're okay with it because this country is worth fighting for. 
our families are worth fighting for. Our platform is worth fighting for. Um, and I think people will see that. And I think they'll see who we are. The more we step out, the more we speak out and just be who we are and be authentic. So. Yeah. Your whole family is amazing. And what, I, I just can't believe that anybody would do negative press on you because having, having a uh, mark for a Senator is probably one of the best things that could happen. And it's just amazing. It's just, he really yeah. will. He really will do a fantastic job. This is right in his wheelhouse, which we right. didn't have plans for this at all. Um, it just has been since probably maybe October, November of last year that we really started kicking the tires because we had so many people approaching us. About the end of last election, um, we had multiple people that we really respect, you right. know, people who understand politics and people who understand um, who he is and what he's done so far say, you really need to consider this. And so what we did was we kind of were like, uh, you know, this just doesn't sound ideal. Um, let's, and we had, we had pushed off governor. We had pushed off the Senate race before and we we're like, no, no, no timing's wrong. You know, this and that. Um, and then we started feeling more and more, the more we researched and more looked into it and more trying to find reasons not to do it. We started finding reasons to do it. And then it just felt right. And through prayer and just a lot, a lot of discussion, um, realize that this is what we really need to do. And well, so here we are. The only <laughs> negative, word. there is one negative of him running for Senator. And that's that he won't be the sheriff anymore. That's true. That is true. And that is actually a huge consideration. That was really one of our main reasons not to do it. Right. That was really one of our main, um, excuses. And, um, you know, the Lord does crazy things. And he helped uh, Sheriff Lamb and command staff and, you know, higher ups in the sheriff's office really come to a um, conclusion of who would be an amazing sheriff um, to take his place. Because he said, he's like, I won't do it unless I'm leaving Pinal County in amazing hands and the right the right guy is, is ready to go. So awesome. um, we're fully supporting him and we hope everyone else will too, but um, he's awesome. His name is Ross Teeple. And he's running for sheriff of Pinal County officially. So we're really excited for Ross. We think he do a great job. So we're leaving Pinal in good hands. No worries. And he, and he probably knows what the Constitution is, right? He does. He's very well versed in the Constitution, Second Amendment. Um, he's fully ready to tell the feds to pound sand if they ever come here and try to do anything. Um, very cognizant of our our rights and protecting those. So you know, we have we have I, a sheriff, we have a sheriff in Maricopa County, and we have a senator, Mark Kelly. Neither one of them know what the Constitution is, and they were they were voted in. I don't want to say elected, voted in. So um, it's it, it, I just don't understand how these people get elected when they when they don't stand for the Constitution. Right, they take an oath. And you know, I can't, I can't speak to um, Sheriff Penzone only because he's a friend of ours, but. Um, mm -hmm. I think he's a good man. He is a good man. I think, but I mean, it, it, you know, politics get crazy and people have their opinions, but, but Mark Kelly is, that's rough. That is rough. They just, you know, I think Arizona is really ready for someone to lead and um, lead Arizona. Just be, just be a beacon of goodness and um, goodness for Arizona. Like, you know, for all the years, however you feel about John McCain, when you think of Arizona, you think of John McCain. And we really haven't had 
like a leader like that um, for Arizona, we've had this kind of weird revolving door of senators where they're getting appointed and then they have to run in two years and then they get, you know, voted out and then other people in and then they quit. And it's just been this crazy thing. We really need some stability here um, because Arizona is such a great state and we, we've kind of lost our place at the table because our senators are kind of radio silent on really important stuff and they're just not leading the state at all. Right. Um, so I think Arizona is really ready for someone to really, I don't want to say be a figurehead, but just kind of be a beacon of, of Arizona mm -hmm. and really show people around the country and around the world, what Arizona mm -hmm. really is. Absolutely. I also think of Goldwater, you know, yeah, but, yeah, you know, just a very definitively, this is an, an Arizona-esque ideal yes presented through a human being. Um, yeah. and I, you know, just the fact that, you know, Sheriff Lamb is the, uh, American sheriff, you know, he's the Arizona sheriff as well. You know what I mean? And right. all yep. of those ideals really just radiate off of him. Um, and there's something about both of you. I mean, he is such a gentleman. Every time I see him somewhere. I always feel like he's never going to remember me. I'm going to reintroduce myself. He always remembers me. And oh yeah. Great. He always does. He's so good. Yes. So he remembers everybody. Oh, he's a, it's an amazing gift, Yeah, but he's so kind and gentlemanly. And I feel mm -hmm. like even that is fading away. It's becoming yeah. a, a little bit of a lost art. And then, well, and that's what we've talked about too, is like, we, we're tired of politicians that are trying to be pundits. You know, there's a big difference. It's like all these, I feel like a lot of politicians these days are trying to, well, first of all, they, they speak to whoever, what crowd they're with. They, they kind of change what they say, which is pandering too bad. You know, we don't like that. And they, um, they're trying to always find like a viral sound bite or like a name calling or attention. We don't need that. We leave that for the people on TV, leave that for the people who get paid the big bucks on the news stations to do that stuff. We need statesmen and we need people who are gonna represent Arizona, all of Arizona, not just, you know, the MAGA people or not just the Democrat, like everybody. And I think he's really the person to do that. So I'm excited to see what he does. He's gonna knock it out of the park. Right. Plus you'll be able to write another book. Yeah. Right? I know, I'll have all the senator's wife. The senator's wife. <laughs> Fantastic. I love it. Well, you have more opportunity to bring you back and, and talk some more. So Anytime. Just, as we, you know, start wrapping up in, and you did touch on the, the second amendment a couple of times and never in my lifetime have I seen our, the firearms themselves and the, our rights to own them come under attack mm -hmm. the way that they have. And you know, the politicians used to dance around it and say, oh, we're not coming for your guns. And then we have this Beto O'Rourke person and all of his ilk saying, not only heck yeah, but specifically what guns they're coming after. Oh, yeah. They accidentally said the quiet part out loud. And I think it sent off alarms in everybody's head. Like we all kind of knew the the undercurrent, the agenda, but then but now they're just so bold. They're just going to say it. You know, for Second Amendment, for me, what I what I kind of cling to is that gun rights are women's rights. We have to be able to defend ourselves. And especially here, our crime rates are soaring and every, especially in the big cities and all these places. And 
uh, you know, it's just the world is more and more dangerous. How are you going to take away our ability to protect our own lives and our families' lives? I just, it, it makes no sense to me. And that is why I will always say gun rights are women's rights and women need to be empowered to feel the, feel the power to go get familiar with a firearm, own a firearm, know how to use it, know how to keep it safely and be able to be able to use it in case of an emergency. Absolutely. And, you know, it is always refreshing to hear um, someone else's perspective. You know, we are, you know, as we've said, we're, we're moms, we're grandmas, what we do, not only, uh, you know, we're forging forward. So whatever we do mm -hmm. or don't do is going to have reverberating effects for the future, but it's also messaging to the generations coming up to say, this is important enough. This is a line in the sand and I am protecting it for you. And then I'm going to hand you the baton with the expectation that you will also protect it. And so yeah. it's, it's empowering um, and encouraging to hear you say that and that you agree how important those things are. Of course. Are. I mean, I grew up in rural Minnesota, so it was, I grew up in a hunting and, you know, we butchered chickens and, and there was just guns, you know, as part of our existence. And then even in high school, like we would go on dates, like my date would take me to go shooting. Like, that's just what we did in high school. And so, and then of course, you know, I, uh, married Mark. And of course he's just a huge gun enthusiast and, you know, would have hundreds and hundreds of them if he could. And, um, I'm sure at some point he will. Um, and then we've raised our kids that way. Like we've given our boy, our, all of our kids, a gun when a uh, 22, when they turn 12, um, take them shooting. And now I love seeing my kids taking my grandkids. Yeah, they're two and three, but I have a great video of my three-year-old being taught by my oldest son, who was a um, 82nd airborne. Um, he's got a great AR. And so he took him out and was helping him helping my three-year-old grandson shoot the AR. It's the cutest video ever. They're laying on the ground. It's very cute. I mean, we're, we, we teach them that guns are good. Guns keep us safe um, and how to use them properly. So we're when busy. you said that Janelle, I, it reminds me of that video where that reporter shot the AR-15 and said he hurt his shoulder. Oh, remember that? So <laughs> and you got yeah. three-year-olds that are being properly trained yeah, and, right. and shooting a gun and and smiling and having a good time oh it, yeah and and that's just it i mean it's it's what we like to do like we that's what my kids that's what they want to do on christmas eve that's actually our christmas eve, eve activities to go shooting oh no um, yeah so we fun. have yeah we we really are gun enthusiasts at our home so and rights enthusiasts. And that is exemplified through the work that on uh, the service that you and Mark together have done uh, as he's been playing out the, the part of, of a constitutional sheriff of yeah. county, the Pinal County. And, um, you know, I say it exactly that way to harken back to what we said earlier is that it's all of you who are serving and for you to be, you know, the, the honorable person and life partner and wife and mom and grandma that you are, that just ha puts wind under his wings and helps him do his job even better. It does. And, you know, sometimes I use, I used to kind of get a little caught up in like, oh, I just, you know, I just pick up the dry cleaning and I just, but I keep everything going so that he can focus on what he needs to. And as you can imagine, like, 
our life has gotten even busier, which is hard to imagine. If someone had told me, you know, three months ago that our lives be this much busier, I would have not believed it. But, um, but yeah, it is definitely a team effort. Um, and we just, we love to work together. So we, we try to just, you know, balance each other and, and do what we can to help the other person do what they need to do. That's what makes it work. That's the way it is yeah. with us too, is there's a lot of things I do under the, uh, behind the scenes so that she yeah. can do what she does. And that's, I, it, it's, it's a team, yeah. right? Right. Yeah, we're on year 38 and we've worked together that entire time. So we say we should get double. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. So we're on year 29. Um, and we've worked together pretty seriously for about the last six years. I, I stopped being a flight attendant and all that about uh let's see in 20, I don't even know when I 2020. So it's been a couple years that I've been kind of working full time for him. Um, just getting things done. So yeah, it's, it's a, it's definitely a team effort and we love it. We have so much fun together. So we're well, it, gets e sure. it gets easier after 35, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> just well, that's pretty good yeah. because we're doing pretty good now. So if it gets easier, yeah, uh, that's great it, to know. It, yeah. You know what it, it is, it's, it's almost too easy now. We yeah. understand a hundred percent that we have for many, many years. Our toughest year was our third year. Yeah. It was hard. But, I don't um, know what, how what year it was for us, but I rem I distinctly remember the year for us 2013 being pretty rough. Yeah. Um. You know, you just have those years where you're just like, wow, that was that was yeah, tough. Glad to see that in the rearview mirror. But, yeah, uh, yeah. I do not want to repeat that. Thank goodness. But um, <laughs> you know, you you have your you have your downtimes, but you know what though, that helps you appreciate what you have now. Like that, right. I think now of how we are and how we interact and how we are with the kids and each other, and I think. You know, we really had to go through all that to be able to come out the other side and really know where we need to be. Yeah, and neither one of us would have what we have today if it wouldn't been for the two of us working together. Exactly. And I'm sure exactly. the same thing for you. Exactly. For you know? sure, represent. Yep. Well, you two are an inspiration, and I am so excited to watch this next chapter of your journey together uh, as you launch into a Senate campaign. <laughs> Take a deep breath. I know. I dive know. In. And you're both always welcome on here for any time you have something important you need to share with, with the community and with the people and the voters. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. If you want to support us, you can go to um, sheriffflamforsenate.com. Um, or if you'd like to order my book, so you can get them on either Amazon or at sheriffswife.com. So. Perfect. If you go to sheriffswife.com, I can sign it and personalize it for you if you if you put that in the notes too. So oh, I like awesome. that. I like yeah. that a lot. Well, thank you so much for all that you do. And I'm sure we will be seeing you around. We we run with yep. a lot of the same crowds. And oh, you guys are gonna be sick of us. Arizona's gonna be sick of the lab. We're gonna be like, oh my gosh, just get in get into the Senate already so we can you can leave us alone. <laughs> I love it. I'm I'm ready for that. Okay. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. We will talk to you again soon. Okay. God thanks, bless. guys. Thanks. Bye-bye. 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 He's awesome. Yeah. And you know, That's so fun. it's all down to the Constitution. The only reason, what, how we even got to know Mark mm -hmm. and her mm -hmm. was because we knew that he was a constitutionalist and that that sealed it right there. No, that's exactly right. And so um, I would, 
I've had invited Mark several times to speak at the big Second Amendment rally on the lawn of the Arizona State Capitol building in February. And he is just always so yes. You know, like he's, how do I get to yes? You know, there was been a couple times, one time specifically that his schedule just wouldn't allow for it. And he kept apologizing. I'm thinking again, such a gentleman yeah. that, that he would care that, you know, that he would apologize. You know where he needs to and, speak? At and the... Janelle coming out, she would run the booth. She would run the yeah. table and sell the books and talk to the people and I, I just really feel that they are part of the fabric of of what we do in this advocacy world right. that that I live in. I'm sorry. So the GR, GRCP or GR gun rights policy, policy. Gun rights he policy. should he should speak at that when it comes to in November, right? That is in October. It's 2023, so that'll yeah. be in October here in Phoenix. So that's a great idea. We should definitely talk to the organizers yeah. and see about that. Anyway, it's awesome to know them. Decent people, yeah. you know. It's like you know, you, I've said several times. He's a gentleman. She is a lady. They just have kind of that, um, that, you know, traditional feel about how they treat each other, how their family is, um, how they speak to others, and it's so refreshing to me. Yeah. But uh, I. I love that she has written those two books and I usually have those before I do an interview. Um, but I'm going to get online right now and I'm going to get an autographed copy of both. So <laughs> I know you will. I know that I should have got you one for mother's day. Seriously. I was thinking what is that called? Uh, birthright. No, stop it. All right. Well, thank you again so much to our amazing guest, Janelle lamb. Uh, thank you to all of our viewers and listeners all over the planet, wherever there is internet on this globe, we have people who want to tune in, right. people who are interested in the subject matter, the subject matter experts, the, the amazing people who have come and spent their time to be with us on Gun Freedom Radio. So if you want to watch this video over again or share it with all of your friends or watch any other of our videos, Go to YouTube or GunStreamer, any place you find your videos. And when you do, please click the subscribe and the notification button. That tells those uh, powers that be, those algorithms, that this is content that's important to you, that is important to the world. And then if you want to listen to the audio-only version, because maybe you're out enjoying a day on the lake or taking a long drive or something like that, walking the dog, go to our website, gunfreedomradio.com. Click the on-demand tab and... Binge listens to your content, darling. Darling. Uh, if you want to see photos and bios and links oh, and buy books, maybe, of the guests that we've had on, go to the guest tab. Uh, and there is a huge database, a huge resource there of subject matter experts. And when you spend time there... We don't hate that. All right. Until next time, what are we going to do? We're going to pray. Pray for, for our nation. Absolutely. Our leaders. People who are stepping up into leadership roles or changing from one kind of leader to another. And not just a leader, but pray, pray for the family of those leaders. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and there's some people out there that are in leadership roles that maybe frustrate us. What about them? Should we pray for them too? 
it goes silent. Yeah, my mic, my mic went out. Your mic went out. Especially those people who frustrate us need our prayers. That's what uh, I'm saying. Uh, yeah, my mic's no trouble. Nobody believes that, Dan. Nobody believes that. <laughs> All right. Until next time, have a great week. Be good to each other, and God bless. Bye bye.